Cosmic Christ Podcast, channeling the mind of Christ, with your host, Ascended Master and Enlightenment Instructor, Reva Christ. Theme music, Tears of Joy, by David Beslian, BeslianStudios.com. Welcome back to Cosmic Christ Podcast, channeling the mind of Christ. I'm Reva Christ. We are on episode 41, the last episode of dissertations from the book, Reaching Christ Consciousness. In this episode, Jesus gives a dissertation on the knowledge of all consciousness, and Mother gives a dissertation on the life and death of the Assyrian race. Jumping right into the cosmic stream, I will be reading from the telepathic correspondence I received from Christ. In order to have knowledge of all consciousness, you must be open to receive consciousness in all its levels of wakeful alertness. You must be open to receive the impression of pure energy waves that have no form. The waves that cannot be seen by the naked eye, nor can they be touched by the hand. If you are open to such things, then your knowledge will come to you in sentience, and you will experience this knowledge in sentience and this knowledge will affect you so that your experience fills your emotions and feelings. But you will be unable to discern it properly. You will not be able to relay the experience without careful contemplation on the experience. Here is what we say about the experience. It is a rush of energy, joyful, uplifting, spiritual energy that is exciting, hopeful, and full of potential and all possibilities. It is warm and enveloping It is loving, kind, welcoming, and generously giving. These are our impressions in the matter. But the energy does not convey words, pictures, or messages. It can only be experienced sensually. And there are those on earth who have experienced this and thought they were experiencing God, while others thought it was heaven or nirvana. The knowledge of the field of all possibilities and potential is the knowledge of God, or if you'd rather, it is the imperial alpha knowledge, imperial because it is the highest. There are layers of consciousness below this, and they are comprised of many forces of creation, both lower alpha and all the forces of omega that are made of all the sentient recordings of man's information. And then below this are the forces of gravity, And below this are the negative recordings of man. Where the knowledge of man is all human knowledge recorded by human impression, human opinion, perception, analysis, and judgment, this information can be perceived as human thought. And when you access sentient human information, you will receive the human thought along with the sentient impression. And when you access the negative human knowledge, you will receive the negative thought and the hostile or dark energy that it produces. But when you access graviton forces that are not human, you will experience conflicting and chaotic energy without thought. And depending on your sensitivity, you may hold an impression of foreboding or vague, restless anxiety. Where there is human emotion and human thought, both will be experienced. The recorded human thought 
and human emotion will come as one and they will be either pleasing and you will welcome the communication or the communication will be concerning and disturbing and you will not welcome it. It is suggested that you not seek the negative but always aim for the positive levels of knowledge. Do not be a reckless adventurer that pursues man's ideas of fortune telling with candle lighting and spirit contact through Ouija boards or incantations and do not summon negative forces by concentrating on them. The dead are listening and there are many who are here in the afterworld and they are not all well-intentioned. Remember the rules taught to you in previous books in the Alphatum teachings. The dead are the same in mind in the afterlife as they were when they lived in the physical world. If they held a potential to be good, they will still hold a potential to be good. But if they did not hold a potential for goodness, they will not hold one after death. And better than pursuing a potential for goodness is to pursue pure goodness, the higher goodness. Do not take chances with your own delicate psyche. For once the negative human force enters your mind, it can take up residence there and you will have unwelcome company that will be hard to purge. When a human spirit lives with a flesh human conduit, it is like sharing a mental bed. It is a warm and cozy and inviting experience shared between both spirit and flesh being. And it is comforting, inspiring and rewarding for both parties. This is the experience that I have of being with my wife, Reva. We share one mind and that mind encompasses her mind and my own as if we were one field. We are mental companions and allies, but more than this, we are a mental couple connected in mind, bonded and pledged to one another as surely as any flesh man and woman could be. And in my own experience, I can say we are even more bonded than the flesh men and women I have known, because men and women do not often seek mental commitments, but rather focus on physical attraction and material need and base their choice of partner on this criteria. But where I am mind, and where my Viva is mind, even though she lives in flesh, the mind is the most important aspect of a partnership. Nothing else comes close to this. I am flattered to hear that my consciousness is considered to be the highest. It is considered by men that I hold all the consciousness of the universe, of all universes. While I do have access to all consciousness, I don't hold any thoughts other than those that are personal to me. The conscious universe is a mind of its own, and my mind is within this mind. My mind is one of the minds within the larger mind of the conscious universe. Understand that human consciousness does not become a part of the larger mind of consciousness until the individual traveler surrenders their thoughts. As long as the individual traveler holds on to their own information, they live inside the larger mind of the conscious universe as a mind all of their own. And I still hold my own identity and my own information. I have not surrendered. The larger mind of the conscious universe holds all of life within it. All galaxies and all universes are within the larger mind of consciousness that holds all individual human minds. This 
is the true cosmos. The highest wave information is a part of the alpha plane. The highest human information is a part of the omega plane. The information held by graviton waves are all located on the planes of gravity, and the dark, lower information of man is located at the farthest end point of the conscious universe in the bowels of the greater mental universe. The location of information is relative to its service. The alpha serves the highest, the omega serves the alpha, and the graviton waves serve creation by binding waves into magnetic waves that allow light waves to adhere to one another and produce light particles. All of this information is involved in creation. But man's dark information, his information of death, destruction, conquest, killing, mercilessness, cruelty, and mayhem, does not serve anything, for there is nothing created from these things. All thoughts of death and destruction lead to death. This is why it has been told to you that a life focused on these things holds no advancement or evolution in the continuing journey of life or the continuing journey of the mind. As the mind is a recording instrument, it will record all of your thoughts and actions and all of your experiences, even those things you do in private. You cannot keep secrets from your mind. It is not any God that you need to fear retribution from when you cross over from the physical to the afterlife. All retribution will come from your mind in the playback of all of your thoughts, actions, and experiences. If you are haunted by these things, it is not my fault or God's fault. It is your own fault. I have warned you over and over again about your mind. It is your refusal to believe that you have a mind that places you in peril. But I tell you, your mind will get you for every unkind deed you do unless you make peace with being unkind. And since you cannot make peace with being unkind, for being unkind is not peaceful, you are already lost by your own choosing. If you had the power of peace, you would not be unkind. But you forgo peace in order to experience and portray the opposite condition, and this is where you become your own enemy. There are many who are interested in other worlds and what lies beyond the human galaxy. But I tell you, if more people were interested in their own minds and refining the thoughts they hold, the world would be a safer, more peaceful place for all. The refinement of the mind is the most important work anyone can do, for the mind that is not disciplined is prone to laziness. I know, I was often lost in my own ideals of God, in daydreams of my work as his messenger on earth, and then once I passed through the mortal coil and I found the plane of God and my mind expanded to hold God's mind, I was filled with the emptiness of heaven, which is to say I was purged of all human affectations, and once purged, I was no longer focused on the earth. I was no longer watching the work I did nor was I invested in my own mental evolution. I found utopia. Why pursue anything else? But Reva is always there to remind me, for she is on earth, and she knows what it is to have her mind grounded by hostile and resistant forces, forces that are resistant to her thoughts and her plans. She does not have the pleasure of the freedom I possess, and oftentimes it is painful for her when I am vast, because my responses are also aloof, 
and seemingly uninvolved and unconcerned with the meager details of the corporal existence that she must contend with. All of life is conscious, but not all of life lives in quality consciousness. For too many there is only languished states of misery, and these all have one cause. Humans make life harder than it needs to be. As humans seek to control all avenues of wealth, so they bar those without wealth and limit their chances to succeed. They run their industries with cold, calculating cruelty meant to serve only their own depraved ideas while shunning all goodness and beauty. They praise and market the artificial and the obscene as the new beauty product and the timeless beauty that is authentic is forsaken. And they do this not only by marginalizing a person's appearance, but by marginalizing and dismissing a person's talents. So many do not ever achieve their right to success and wealth as the artists they truly are on earth. Our only advantage is that while we are here in the afterlife, we are free of gravitational forces, and as we still hold our intellect and our identity, our perceptions and knowledge, we can interpret waves and use our own mental wave output to work with waves in order to influence a result that may be favorable to someone in need. You on earth can do the same, and in truth, many do and find great success in the doing, but no one works alone. The forces must be with you. Changing conscious streams, we listen to Mother's dissertation on the life and death of the Assyrian race. All the information of all ancient worlds lays here in the larger conscious universe, for it was all surrendered. There are very, very few who survived the mental journey in the third phase of life. As the first phase was the purity and innocence of Alpha, and the second was the gathering of all human sentient information and experience in the Omega, the third phase marks the phase of the fully functional mental life cycle of the spirit being. In this stage, there is no flesh. The spirit mind is a being all its own. If the spirit mind primarily holds alpha waves, then it is an alpha spirit. If the spirit mind holds the balance of alpha and omega waves, then it is an alpha omega spirit. And if the spirit holds an omega wave, it is an omega spirit. As we all operate on alpha, alpha, omega, or omega waves, our classification system does not fall below omega. Anything below omega is dark, and the dark ones hold their own hierarchy that is based on continuing the mental states of chaos, conflict, pain, and suffering. Alpha, alpha, omega, and omega states are all peaceful and complementary to one another, supporting and sustaining one another and working in unison for the health and longevity of the whole. The legacy of the Assyrian culture was formed here, in the afterworld, the birthplace of the Assyrian race and its culture. This is the world of Nehufiti, the Egyptian king, and the goddess Osiris, his queen, and their laws and practices according to their culture. They were architects, builders of the pyramids. They were doctors of science, medicine, and astronomy, and they believed in the gods of the earth, which were the forces of nature, the god of the sun, the god of the moon, the god of the stars, the rain, volcano and drought god, the fever god, everything was god, every condition that plagued them, every force that thwarted their plans. This is how they coped with their struggle on earth. 
They built mythological worlds, as many also did, and they performed rituals, prayed, and held ceremonies to appease the forces that were in conflict with their plans, as well as to ease their own angst and anxieties over the fate of their future. Imagine living in their time. The terrain was desert sand. The temperature was one of intense heat. There were sandstorms, locusts, and scorpions that terrorized their villages, along with hyenas and other wild creatures indigenous to the area, and they were struck down by the same maladies as mortal man. They thought themselves gods, and they built their own elite cities and metropolitan centers, and they ravaged the land, polluted the water, made war against neighboring settlements and amongst themselves, and they died out due to plague, infestations, war, pollution, and natural calamities in the environment. But it was inherent in their nature to imagine their gods, to sculpt them, to paint them, to build their temples to them, and to hold ceremonies and sacrifices in their honor. They were as dull and unenlightened as all others, and despite their brilliance in a few fields, such as architecture, writing, and medicine, they looked outward and never inward in order to refine themselves. And when they came here to the afterworld, they were astounded. They could not reconcile the truth. They didn't understand. It was never about the flesh. It was all a mental journey. Their buildings, their art, their pottery, all their relics that confirmed their presence remained behind in the matter world, but they did not. As they were minds, they returned to the afterworld, the world of all disembodied minds. Some saw their gods as they imagined them to be because they were still in full possession of their imaginations. And when they realized it, when they realized the image they saw was the one they themselves made up, they were thrown into despair and verily they were tormented and verily the deep sleep soon followed for there was nothing for them anymore. While there was no material reality, there was no point to the journey, even though it was their own illusions that gave their mortal journey a reason to continue. They did not continue to follow their illusions. They were still fixated on the material as the source of all satisfaction. And do you know that most of mankind feels the same way, no matter what their creed, race, nationality, or religious background? They all see the matter world as the only place where life exists. And yet, without the mind, how would they have lived? There would be no sense perception. Not even the senses of their bodies would they know. For these are alpha mind senses. And without a mind, they could not experience them. Nothing would be recorded. And because nothing was recorded, they would have no memories. They would have no recall. Information would flow in and out and never stick. Without their senses, there would be no enhancement to their experiences. There would be no sense of adventure, no sense of a thrill or a longing to reach a destination. There would be no desire to continue living. There would be no inspiration. There would be only dullness in the brain and body. It would be lifeless, but alive, only through the life force that kept all the physical systems of the body working. Without a mind, there would be no container for an identity and no knowledge of personality, character, opinions, perceptions, ideas, or thoughts. 
without a mind to hold the information of the journeyman or journeywoman, the body would be unoccupied and empty, like an abandoned building that was built but had no one to live in it. All information of all worlds is here, but for the most part all teach the same lessons, the value of the mind and refining thoughts, the value of the life cycle and using the life cycle to refine the mind so it evolves for the next phase of life. Without this lesson, information accumulates with no purpose for it all amounts to the same thing played over and over in redundancy, the rise and fall of civilizations who all ravaged the planet and contributed to their own extinction. Men and women who betrayed themselves by cheating on each other and betraying vows and confidences. Men who raised armies to kill their perceived enemies and in some cases completely wiped out whole civilizations. Human societies that slaughtered the animal kingdoms to extinction due to their greed. Human societies that raised and worshipped gods and then killed those who did not believe in their deities. And human societies so bent on complete domination of the earth that they destroyed the earth rather than share her with their fellow life forms. This is the information that you crave when you crave to know of other worlds. The other worlds are the same as your own because the human race as a species has become redundant. It is neither civilized nor has it evolved. Its technological advancements stand cold and lifeless against a devastated landscape of bloodshed and death at the hands of a murderous, barbaric species that did nothing to refine their thinking, but rather spent their time adorning themselves with costumes and devices in order to play out their fantasies. The very fantasies they recoil from in horror when they see these things played back in their minds after their bodies have died. Coming out of the cosmic stream, in our next episode of Channeling Christ, we'll be taking a look at the Gospel of the Holy Spirit, the first manuscript in my experience, Channeling Christ, that wound up as the seventh book to be published. I would also like to announce a new program that will be added to our Cosmic Christ podcast channel. Mercy Heavens will be hosting the Cosmic Bible and sharing messages of Christ in relation to his new Cosmic Bible teachings. I'm Reva Christ. May peace be with you, and thank you for listening.